And then once these credit cards are gone, then you can reassess if credit cards belong in your financial life. If it's too easy to carry a balance from month to month, then even though there could be some benefits to having a credit card, it might be that they are not beneficial to you. And that's okay. Welcome to the Emma Advisor Podcast. I'm Paul Morton, a certified financial planner professional. The M Advisor podcast exists to help busy professionals get an educated and clear vision about money. Talking about money is difficult enough as it is. Discover the confidence in creating a customized financial plan in a calm and casual environment. Not every professional should have the same financial plan. Everyone is different. Let's celebrate that. Every financial plan should be different too. Music used in this show is by the band Forum. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Inc. and Broker Dealer, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and M Advisor are not affiliated. Welcome to the M Advisor Podcast. I'm Paul Morton with a cold, so I'm about one or two octaves lower than normal. Today, in lieu of the Christmas shopping season, we're going to talk about credit cards. One, how to tackle credit cards if you have a credit card balance. And I'm going to discuss how I look at clients' credit cards in determining which credit card to remove first if there are multiple credit cards. But before even looking at credit card balances, I think it's important to look at spending habits. And that will determine where credit cards fit in your finances. So back to the beginning, what is a credit card? A credit card is quite simply an unsecured loan. And credit cards range in interest rates. So when you purchase anything with a credit card, you are borrowing from a bank or financial institution with the promise to pay that back, plus interest. If you fully expense your credit cards, meaning you make purchases with your credit cards, and then you pay the balances in full every month, then you are not paying interest on that. When you carry a balance from one month to the next, and it doesn't hit a zero balance at the end of each month, then you do pay interest on that. And that is an important point in that if you carry a balance from one month to the next, then it is time to reassess if credit cards should exist in your life. So what are benefits of owning and using a credit card? Well, first, there are points accumulated to extend your expenditures beyond just what you are spending, such as travel points where you can purchase airline tickets or hotels, etc. Whatever the points might be used for. And secondly, and I think this might be most important on credit card benefits, is it can simplify inflows and outflows to your bank accounts. And this might be more important in a business setting rather than a personal setting. However, I do know that some individuals use their personal bank accounts like a business bank account. But what do I mean by simplify inflows and outflows? There is one bill that goes out of your checking account. 
and that is to pay off the credit card. And all of the other expenses that are paid are paid through the credit card. So then on a monthly basis, in your bank statement, you can see what the total amount of your spending is. Some credit cards will have much more detailed information on tracking and breaking down expenditures and will categorize expenditures from restaurants to grocery stores to entertainment, etc. And so that information and that data can be useful and helpful, but it is not helpful at all if it costs you more money on a monthly and annual basis to get access to that. So if you carry a balance from month to month, then it may be time to pause the credit cards or get rid of them altogether. And if you have a credit card balance that you have carried month to month and you're trying to pay that down, there is significant emotional value in having a zero balance in your credit cards. So let's say you are like many people that I chat with and you have credit cards. So a lot of times residents, fellows, dental students, they will have two, three, four, sometimes more credit cards that they are managing on a monthly basis. When we sit down and stack those up in a spreadsheet, then we can assess them in one single viewpoint. And what is it that I look for in assessing which credit card to focus on first? And the way I typically suggest paying off credit cards is that you do one at a time. On any credit card that you're not focusing on, you can pay the minimum payment, and then you focus all efforts on one particular card to get that to a zero balance. And then once the card you've been focusing on is at a zero balance, then you have freed up cash flow in the minimum payment plus whatever you were using to focus on paying down that particular credit card to carry over to focus on the next card and so on and so forth. If you were to spread that quote-unquote focused payment out to all of the credit cards equally instead of focusing on one at a time, it wouldn't make a huge difference of when the credit cards would be completely paid off, assuming the particular interest rates are all fairly equal. But this approach allows for some emotional successes so that once one card is gone, it simplifies the situation. And and then when two cards are gone, it's even more simplified. And that simplification and that emotional success, in my opinion, is extremely important when tackling something of this nature. So the first step is to muster up the time and the emotional capacity to sit down and actually look at this stuff. Sometimes we all get in the habit, because we are all human, we get in the habit of ignoring a potential problem that we don't want to face until we have to. So when we get to the point where we can look at the credit cards, then I make a spreadsheet with the total balance of the cards, with the interest rate of each card, which can be found on the statement, and the minimum payment on each card. And that's it. So those three things I'll look at, and then I want to start 
on the card that might have the highest minimum payment or the highest minimum payment with the lowest balance. The sooner we can simplify the situation, the better. So we might even look at a card that has a smaller balance if it could quickly simplify the situation because if we can get rid of that in a number of two, three, four months and then move on to the next card, then we might be able to tackle the bigger problem of the cards, but with a simpler situation. I also look at the interest rate. You will see interest rates on credit cards range anywhere from 12% is, I think, probably a good interest rate for a credit card, up to like 25%. So if there's a credit card that has a 25% interest rate, that will likely carry the highest minimum payment to balance ratio. And it might be that we need to tackle that one first. Once we have the list of which card to eliminate first, then we can pay the minimum payment on the other cards and we can gather a certain number or a certain dollar amount that we can predictably use to pay in extra payments into these credit cards. And the most important part of this strategy is just getting started. Once you get started on this strategy, it will get easier and easier and easier, and you will find the cadence of your cash flow in this exercise. And eventually, you'll have it narrowed down to probably much higher than you started out with. So maybe you started out paying $500 extra per month, and you might end up paying $1,000 extra per month on these credit cards. And then once these credit cards are gone, then you can reassess if credit cards belong in your financial life. If it's too easy to carry a balance from month to month, then even though there could be some benefits to having a credit card, it might be that they are not beneficial to you. And that's okay. And then once the credit cards are eliminated, you have a cash flow model that is now built for saving money and having cash on hand and excess liquidity saved up. You no longer need a credit card. You no longer need that unsecured loan because you have cash available to handle minor emergencies. And so if you were paying $1,000 a month into the credit cards and then the credit cards are all at a zero balance now, you can take that same strategy and instead of paying down credit card debt, you can put it into your savings account. All in all, credit cards can be deeply personal. And it's something that is really difficult for people to talk about, for people to acknowledge. And it shouldn't be. Life happens and sometimes it's just a necessity. Especially during times like residency, fellowship, dental school, and things of that nature. Now, even after those times, credit cards can still be a burden and still linger and still find its way to eat into our financial lives instead of support our financial lives. Molding your credit card usage to you and your lifestyle is way more important and impactful than molding your lifestyle into your credit card. I'm Paul Morton. This is the M Advisor Podcast. You can find more information at m-advisor.com. I really appreciate you listening and being here.